Greased had struggled hard with the juries since the debut in 1974. Two fifth places were their best results before Antique gave them a third place in 2001. And after Sakisrova's little shake 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 in 2004, they found a winning formula. Today in Eurovision Legends, I'm going to talk with a sweet girl, Kalomira, who traveled from the US to take part in Eurovision for Greece in 2008. How and why and what happened in Belgrade? That is what I, Emma Lövström, is going to find out. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Kalumira. <laughs> well, hello, and thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored and I'm excited. How's life? It's good. It's really good. Um, it's very busy and just, I, you know, I have three children and uh, with this whole COVID thing. But it's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's good. I, I can't complain. You are in the U.S. right now? Yes. My main base, I like to say, is in the States. I was born in New York and raised, uh, lived there for most of my life, and then Greece. And then when I got married, uh, we are in um, Washington, D.C. area. We're right outside of the capital of America. And yeah, that's my main base right now. And, I, and it's really nice. I really love this area. It's just really um, about education and about nature and just, I love it. Tell me, how did you end up in the national final in Greece? Well, I was living in Greece. That's basically, I had started my career around 19 years old. I had seen Saki Ruvaz, as you mentioned earlier, do Eurovision. And because in the States I was born and raised, I'd never had heard of Eurovision. So my first introduction was watching live the time Saki Ruvaz represented Greece and got third place and I was mesmerized and I was like oh my god what is this why don't I know about it <laughs> and I need to be on it right now so that sparked it for me and the next year I went to my label and I'm like I need to go to Eurovision and it wasn't until two or three years later, I was 2008, when I finally got the opportunity, but I had to get voted on. It was me and two other singers. And I'm so I was so happy when they voted for me to represent them. And, and that's pretty much how it started. Was Secret Combination the only song that was presented to you for this particular project? You know, it wasn't, but it was one that, um, out of all the songs, I was like, no, this is the song I'm really feeling. This is the one I want to do. So I was happy that my label really uh, respected my input and my producer's input. You know, we had countless meetings on, you know, which song we're going to go for. And I'm just happy that they really trusted me and my producer with going with Secret Combination. My Secret Combination Do you remember the other songs? 
Honestly, I do not. Um, but <laughs> I, I know that there were other dance songs, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, the composer of the song was Konstantinos Pantsis, and the writer yes. of the lyrics was Poseidon Ginapolos. Yes. How did you get in contact with them? So Costantino Panzi, I'm going to start with him. He is a dear friend and a long time collaborator, like many years. Like he had done a lot of songs on my first. He's done songs on all my albums, but my first album particularly, there were um, songs that he had done. <laughs> This one called Ego Ime y Calomira, which means I am Calomira. We just always vibed well. He was also young and very driven and had a lot of experience. He worked quick. He had long hours. Like, he, he didn't, there was no clock time with him. You could be in the studio for, like, four days with him, you know. And, the, and I, we just worked really well together. It was almost like a brother-sister relationship. And then Posidonos, um, I met through Padis. And I remember when we were writing for Eurovision, he wanted to meet me. And we had, like, lunch and just really... So he can kind of get to know me, you know? Because <laughs> he's going to be writing for me. I think it's important to know the artist because I could be very different on stage than off stage. You got to see both to understand me. Anyways, so and he just wrote it and I was like, I can't believe how good you just put this song together. But like, it just reflected me well at that point in my life. And that's that was really the team. Do you remember how the song sounded when you first heard it? Yeah, so the demo was a little different. Um, the demo, actually, to be honest with you, I, I actually, I loved the demo. It, the music was a little bit different. Uh, but then, you know, I had, we had two producers, actually. Um, Calimera, Calimeri is his name, last name, Cosa Calimeris. And then they reorchestrated the song a little differently. So in the beginning, I was like, oh, because I had listened to the first demo and the music was a little bit uh, quicker. It just, it was, I forgot exactly. I just remember it was a little bit different. And then when it was changed, I was like, wait, what the hell just happened? I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. But then, um, then I ended up liking the new version better. So it just worked out. You don't still have the original demo. You know, I do. I should find it because it was different and it was really good too. I'm going to find it. If I find it, I'll call you. <laughs> In the Greek final this year, there were only three selected songs and Secret Combination was one of them, of course. And it was Always and Forever by Kostas Martaki. Always and Forever with you. And 
a chance to love by Crispa. Were you confident that you had the best song and that the Greeks would vote for you? I'm a pretty confident performer because I work really, really hard and I just know I put everything into it. But for that particular show, I was so nervous. I was more nervous than going on the stage for Eurovision. Oh. Yeah, I was almost going to throw up backstage. I'm not kidding. I'm sorry for the details. I had never been so nervous in my life. Um because there was a lot of stuff going on backstage and there was just terrible energy. I'm going to be honest with you. And I know Crispa and I know both of the artists and they're really nice. I know them. They're very nice. But you know what happens sometimes when labels are, are all going against, it gets the artists revved up, you know? And yeah. I don't work like that. That's not my strategy. I think that if you work hard and you're good, that it'll show, you know, and the energy was so my dress rehearsal went terrible. My dancer was late. Uh, I'll never forget. I was so upset. My dancer was late and I'm being carried out in the beginning and um, he wasn't there. So I wasn't being properly carried <laughs> out. And it's my dress rehearsal. This is like serious. And um, all I asked for because they didn't want any props. So I didn't put a prop, but then I saw they all had props and I'm like, label, what's going on over here? And I said, I only requested a fan. So then they didn't have my fan ready. I was like, so upset. I went home and I was crying. I was so upset, which is terrible for the vocal cords. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm going to detail. I was just really upset. And I just was by myself all night and I just wrote in my journal and I just got strength within me. And I was like, F this beeping crap. I'm going to just be amazing and I don't care if they don't even have my fan and I don't care just give me the mic because I'm gonna do it I don't know how I got that inner energy and then they got you know my dancers were there and everything went well and then I got my fan and then I just was like I'm gonna give it all I got and that's it and behind the stage I had headphones so I could keep my energy and the positivity you know within me and not get distracted and really focus on the goal. And then when they said that I won, I was so touched. I was like, so I couldn't believe it. I was really grateful, really. And you won with a big margin. Yeah, it was a really big margin. And that's why I'm always so grateful. I always say that Greece has completely changed my life in many ways because it's not the first time they voted for me. I'm just so grateful. It's such an honor to represent them, you know. (laughs) And for me, it was a personal feat because the night before that performance, I was so down and I was so upset. And for me, it was a personal feat to overcome as well. Eurovision in 2008 was held in Belgrade in Serbia. What do you remember from the host city? Oh my God, the city was beautiful. The people were so kind and very warm. I just had the 
I had the time of my life. Every, I, I just, I wish it can go on for a month. You know, <laughs> two, two weeks was not enough. And not only that, but just like to experience the love that the people have for the fans of Eurovision are like no other fans in the world because they really enjoy every artists in every country the uniqueness that they bring and that's so fun you know that everybody's different everybody enjoys the music and everybody loves you know the craziness the sexiness the fun some are things are cheesy some things are fun some things are bright like it's like anything you want and i just i love good entertainment and that's what it is was it well organized Oh, yeah. From what I remember, it was phenomenal. I couldn't believe it. It was like so professional. It was it was perfect. I don't remember not one thing that wasn't organized. The press conferences were organized. Uh, the backstage was organized. The, the team, our rehearsals. I, I loved it. It was beautiful. What did you think about your competitors? I, you know, Russia, man, they really, they really <laughs> won that one. Uh, Dima Vilan, I thought he, he was a great artist, but he was obviously the person that um, could, we were always close by each other, you know, and I was like, he does not like me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but I liked him. I loved his, he had a great team. His team was very focused and serious and I respect people that work hard. I got something to stuck out and then Armenia stuck out because I really loved her song and I would see her backstage and be like I freaking love your song it's a really <laughs> good song those two are the two that always stick out for me were everyone nice to you Well, was everybody nice? Um, everybody, like the fans and stuff, yes, very. Uh, the people working backstage, yes. But some, actually, hold on, I forgot my favorite, um, which was Spain. I'm sorry, I was just thinking of them because Spain, Diggy Diggy, was the nicest person <laughs> and his whole team, those girls that he had, we would like be hugging backstage. They were so kind. Uno, every king dance. Dos, el cruzadito. Tres, el maquillazo. Cuatro, el robocop. Perrea, perrea. I loved them. I loved them. Anyways, yeah, everybody was really nice. I mean, um, was I the favorite artist for Dima? I don't think so, but he's the only one that sticks out. <laughs> everybody else, no. Uh, everybody else was super sweet. Tell me about your staging. Just like Elena Paparizzo in 2005, you also had a white stick, but much bigger, and you sat on it. <laughs> I don't know how I fit on that little stick. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, how the hell did I not fall? I forgot how that stick was. The idea was a, like a, I love books, and it was supposed to be like a book that opens it to heart, but it's like welcoming everybody into my story and in my 
world and my world is filled with glitter i on stage i'm very into the glitter obviously and i wanted an outfit change always you know if i could have three outfit changes i would do that but it was just one outfit change (laughs) actually the choreography a lot of people don't know this that i did that was um the bridge part that whole part I actually came up with that choreography with my choreographer because we were really stumped on what to do. And I remember I was really blocked in my mind and he was getting blocked and we were like overworking each other. And we were like, we need to, we need to take a weekend off this. So he's like, you take a weekend off. I'm taking a weekend off and let's just, and I'm like, fine. So then I went to my village in Greece. And at the time my, my grandmother was still alive then and I remember I would always go to her village and just hide out and nobody would know I'd be there and I would just sleep upstairs and she had this little tiny mirror I was like broken cracked upstairs um because she didn't sleep upstairs anyways and I remember I got rest and I would get up and I would practice in front of that mirror and I came up with that 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 beginning part and I just remember, uh, you know, showing it to him. And he's like, this is the part we're going to put it in the choreography. So I especially love that part because it helped me get it. You told us here before about the dress swap. Uh, why did you do it without the camera recording it? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I kind of at that time, I thought it would be I think sometimes it looks good to rip it off for the dramatic effect. Yeah. Uh, and then in other times I don't. So I, I I can't remember exactly, but at that time we thought that that was the right thing to hide it. But I see what you're meaning because right when you say it, it would be nice to rip it off, you know, for that effect. I don't know. Maybe next time I'll rip it off in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Didn't you also have a deal with JLo's clothing company? Yes, I did. Actually, JLo did the outfit. And she had done all my press clothes for my whole um, Eurovision tour, which was so exciting. I had gone to her office in uh, New York City at the time and we did we met her team and stuff. And and it was a beautiful collaboration. And and I mean, it's freaking J-Lo. So I was was overjoyed. I mean, she's the queen of glitter. So it was really great. Do you know how much the dresses cost? I, I don't, I don't, I was like, I, I don't, it, it was, I'm, it had really good quality and the, the stones that, that they put on were hand put one by one. So I, I could just imagine, but I, I don't know prices and stuff. Is it the reason for the Greek economic crisis of 2008? Oh my God, God forbid, no. <laughs> <laughs> You were in the first semifinal. Were you confident from the beginning that you would reach the final? I was hopeful and you never know with your vision. Uh, but I was confident that we would do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that we would get top three. For me, I just wanted to pass and just do an amazing performance and just hope that we do well. But in my mind, what does well mean? Like I was like too scared to even think about first place or second place it's like too high to even imagine you know but then when uh the second final came and we at at one point we were for actually we we're first place in the semi yeah yeah you I, even beat russia with 21 points yeah it was just crazy but at that time you know i don't like to think too much about that because 
that's not the final, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it matters, but it's the final that matters. So um, during the final, when we were looking at the scoreboard, and the, Greece was first for a little bit. My heart opened up so much because I was like, oh, my God, is this really a possibility? <laughs> you know, like I, I let my heart believe that. But then we got third place, which was also amazing. And I'm very grateful for that and all the votes we got. But, you know, I didn't want to leave the green room. I was so upset <laughs> because I was like, please, can we do it again? I, I was pretty I was really sad. Recently, the final of Eurovision 2008 was rewatched by the Eurovision fans through EBU's YouTube channel on YouTube. And after the whole show, the fans could again vote for the best songs. And do you know what place you got? No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, darling, you are in the second place. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you to all of everybody who voted. Wow. That's that's amazing. So many years later and for the song to still be appreciated like that, that really fills up my heart. That's awesome. Uh, You live in the U.S. Tell me, what are you doing right now? Well, we have the whole COVID situation, which is happening globally, but the States, it's really... Uh, the numbers are rising instead of decreasing. So I am being very conservative. I'm home. I have three children. I have twin boys and a little girl. And, you know, one of my sons is high risk. He has an autoimmune disorder. And I I am being, you know, extra protective for his sake. So we're home mostly and I'm just working online and just taking day by day. You have released some albums since your Eurovision trip, and I would like you to share some of your songs that maybe the Eurovision audience have missed out on. Oh, well, okay. Um, Well, one of my songs I had released a couple years ago, it's called Mommy Loves You, and it's a song I wrote for my daughter's baptism that we had in Greece, and it's just, uh, it's for my daughter and my kids, but it's a song that if you are um, a parent and, or if you're a child that um, needs encouragement, it has really encouraging words. I wrote it because I'm like, God forbid, you know, something ever happens to me and I want my kids to know how strong they are inside. And not just my kids, Everybody, they have strength inside them. Oh, my baby girl and my boys, don't you listen to my words? Cause mama knows best and I know you, you will survive. My baby, do you arrive? Cause when you're about to give up, just remember my words. clip but the video clip it wasn't intentional it was just the videographer that I had for the baptism and he sent me this video clip and I'm like 
it wasn't a video clip, but I'm like, this is a video clip. <laughs> and I feel so bad because he was like following me around. And I was like, listen, I'm not that kind of person. Just take without me looking at you because I want to enjoy. And I called him and I'm like, I am so sorry. You were amazing. <laughs> I like apologize. He's like, can I please make this a video clip? And he was the sweetest angel. And he's like, yes. So I said, here's the song. Could you just put it anyways? So it's called Mommy Loves You. And then um, another song that I wrote is called you're not alone it's in greek and it's english and it's actually based on um a difficult time that i was going through um at, you know it has to do with um especially with my son during that time and, and the strength that i found i guess a lot of inner strength uh stuff but it's a really beautiful song it's kind of like um this power that you could call it an energy you can call it the holy spirit you can call it god you can call it love just that other energy that you believe uh really just guiding you and you're not alone and that energy is always with us if we tap into it uh i wrote it because it helped me so i was like i need to release it because if it helps one person it's good enough what's coming to my heart you know so i really felt a reason to to uh release that song so um that was really fun to do if you would get the opportunity to represent greece again in eurovision would you do it in many years that they have asked me that question i'd be like no i don't know but honestly now i think because i've been locked in my home so much i need to get out on stage and just wish my hair around and just get going <laughs> i would do it yeah i would do it i would do greece and i would do cyprus you know any of those two countries i read online that you got a question in 2018 10 years after your performance with secret combination to represent greece yeah God, I have to remember now. I know that there was one year. Yeah, I had wanted to do 2018 because it was 10 years. Yeah. And I remember they had called me. God, I can't remember. If I go, I want to go, like, let's do this. Like, I want promotion. I want us to go to the countries. And I think that when you go, you want your team to be as excited as you. And they were excited, but they were more, uh, we weren't seeing eye to eye. Like they were like, no, you could just do your interviews through the computer. You don't need to, you know, and I'm like, no promotion, no promoting. I think that's so important to go to the countries. Like, um, I know we have technology, but I think that was one of the issues. Um, I think it was scheduling. I think I had a show then too. I can't, I honestly have the worst memory. I can't remember, but I do remember 2018. I was like, I want to go this year because it's 10 years, but it didn't happen. That's okay. They didn't present a, a song for you. 
Um, no, we were still in the negotiation of just like, they call me and they're like, Hey, before we approach anybody, do you want to do this? And I don't remember the details, but I think I was like, yeah, but I just, you know, I need a couple things. Like we need to have promoting, we need, you know, and I think that's where I was yeah. like, if you're not all in, I'm not going to be all <laughs> in, you know, I want the team to be as crazy as I am. You don't do Eurovision alone. So it's important to me to have a team that's excited. This is Eurovision, mm -hmm. the biggest stage in the world. The, the Eurovision concepts are heading for the States. What do you think about that? I love the idea. I'm like nervous because I hope that they understand how fabulous it is, which I think they will. I've lived in Europe, so I have um, a big respect for all the different countries and I've traveled because of the Eurovision promotions we have done. And it's, and it's really wonderful to see the different languages, the different cultures, the different everything. That's what's so exciting. And, um, I think America getting involved in the beginning, I, I don't, I hope that they understand it. I know that uh, they have a Eurovision movie that I saw that was freaking awesome with Will Ferrell. And I'm sure you've seen it and you're, I'm sure everybody listening to this has seen it. It was so good. I saw it the night it came out with all the artists that they had from Eurovision. It was so fun. So I think that that's what America needs to like, they need to see stuff like that so they can really understand how special Eurovision is because I want them to get in it but I want them to also know how to like to really respect it as well do you know what I mean yeah yeah so that's it but I think it would be great well Kalomira and uh, Bosuki competing for North Dakota then oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you never know, you know, you, you never know. I would love that I didn't even think of that would it go state by state or would it go that'd be crazy I don't know that would be awesome yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that yeah why don't I go up to the states that'd be great thank you so much Calumira for talking to me oh thank you it was it was a pleasure and um we'll do a reunion again in a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> have a, a YouTube channel if anybody wants to see what I'm doing and if they need any tips on beauty and hair and anything like that <laughs> they can go on my YouTube channel yeah if you go to calamira.com you'll you can just click on the YouTube icon and you can find um my channel so you can see what's going on in the states calamira.com yes calamira.com yeah and thanks to you, dear listeners out there in the world. I'm so proud and thankful that you are listening. Writing to me and share my episodes on your social media. You can contact me with suggestions, questions, opinions, or whatever you feel like by emailing me at emil at or through Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe so you always are updated with new episodes. You know what, Calomira? This podcast has listeners in 83 countries around the world it's crazy that's phenomenal congratulations and you know what top five countries are sweden united kingdom finland the netherlands and israel and greece is in 22nd place 
But after this, I think Greece will be my number one. <laughs> well, I hope it is. And I'm really, that's wonderful for all your success. And you're doing such a great job for the Eurovision community, you know, to have a podcast, to be able to touch base and listen to the artists. I mean, it's wonderful what you're doing. So congratulations, really. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Kalamira, I know that there's many people out there listening to this loving you. Do you have anything to say to them? Oh, that um, I appreciate all their love. I love them, too. And to keep up with Calomira, you can always check out my Instagram, which is It's Calomira. Um, my TikTok, which is also It's Calomira. My YouTube channel, which is Calomira Musales. Or you <laughs> could just go to calomira.com and check out everything there. My secret combination, it's a mystery for you. Use your 